Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 you know what i'm saying like it could have been like easier and a lot of people have asked me like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline are you looking to step up to a 4k smart tv one that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution then we've got good news for you because the vizio 65 inch v-series 4k smart tv is now just 348 with all your favorite apps built in you can stream straight out of the box you can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app looking for a smaller or bigger screen vizio offers unbeatable prices on all v-series 4k smart tvs head to walmart.com today and score the 4k tv you've been waiting for Welcome back. It is betting across America here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jeff Parles, live in Las Vegas at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And as always, live in Denver, it's our guy, James Salinas. James, to have a winner before lunchtime in Las Vegas is a good way to start my day. In in the in Amsterdam, in the first game of the knockout stage in Euro 2020 being played in 2021, the Danes closed plus 105 at some books here in town, which was surprising, all over Wales, 4-0 final. So a nice, nice non-sweater for me to begin the day, James. Very easy. Good for, you. good for you, Jeff. And in the spirit, you talked about Amsterdam. Hey, uh, uh, salute to you. There we go. Nice way to start the show. And there's a winner for you. And celebration time. I'll, I'll drink to that after the show. Yeah, there we go. Well, we're only an hour away, James. So uh, we're, we're, we're good there. Um, so that's that's uh, that's a final. The other game in Euro today, Italy and Austria. Seem pretty sharp. A lot of movement uh, towards Austria, actually, which, uh, at least on that goal line, uh, Austria was plus a goal, plus 130 at the peak. Now they're plus the goal, minus 126. So uh, a lot of action on Austria uh, getting the goal against Italy. Kind of surprising there, but we'll keep you, keep you tuned if those lines change over the next hour. 
uh, here with that. Uh, James, there is one baseball game going right now. It's the first of a doubleheader in Detroit. The Astros, who uh, I, I don't know if you know, James, they're playing pretty good baseball right now. Winners of uh, of of, uh, of ten in a row now, forty-seven and twenty-eight, well in command in the West. All of a sudden, or in command, uh, two and a half clear of the A's now. Uh, they were actually behind, now ahead as a minus two ten favorite in the seven inning game. Now one to one as they play in the bottom of the third inning at Comerica, James. Astros toughest lineup to strike out in Major League Baseball, highest batting average in Major League Baseball too. They make pitchers work. You're they're going to work counts. They're going to make you get deep into your they're they're going to get deep into the pitch count for the the opposing starting pitching and then I think we're seeing the young pitchers really step in. Luis Garcia, he's been somebody I've been riding on. He's really their fifth starter in that Astros rotation. Uh, I've been riding him a number of starts the, the last few uh, the last month or so pitching very well and and thinking about the top of the or top the the top of the pitching rotation with Zach Greinke, uh, I think he's just really a mentor for these guys. He's not the same pitcher that he once was. Very crafty pitcher. He is in a sense exactly what a p- he is pitching. He's not throwing, but leading the way as far as a veteran for that young staff. And then I think there's, you know, say what you will about the Astros, uh, and we know where they've been with all the scandals that happened a few years back, and rightfully so. They should have uh, get they get everything that they deserve when it comes to the animosity from fans, from other teams, etc. But you talk about that lineup, very explosive lineup, very motivated lineup to also prove that, hey, we may or may not have anything tucked under our shirt giving us the, an extra clue as to what pitch is coming. Uh, we still can hit the baseball, and so far this season they're showing it. They're minus 225 favorites to win the AL West now. Uh, the, a- the A's, two and a half behind, plus 165. Somehow the Mariners are, are eight games back and two games over 500. I, I still don't understand how that's possible with how bad that team is. Uh, but uh, there you go. The Astros uh, 1-1 in the third inning. Speaking of said Mariners, they're supposed to play the White Sox in a game that's supposed to start in two minutes. Uh, it is uh, it is raining very heavily in Chicago right now. So that game is in a rain delay. Gilbert and Lynn, the pitching matchup for that one. Lynn uh, going to be, well... May get bet even further now, minus 185 right now in a rain delay on the south side of Chicago, total eight and a half. The other game that was supposed to start right now as well, Minnesota and Cleveland uh, in Minneapolis at Target Field, Henches and Maeda is your pitching matchup. That is also in a rain delay as well, minus 175 on Minnesota. As that one, uh, again, not starting on time because of weather in Minneapolis. Nine and a half, the total, James. Anything on either of those two games, or is that just sit back and watch uh, a few? Uh, one, one mediocre baseball team play a good baseball team in both of those games. I'm going to just sit back and celebrate your win with Denmark today in <laughs> soccer, Jeff. So it's all about usually, the Danes. That's, that's right. Usually expected. I just... Usually when there's weather involved, I usually just stay away because I don't want to. We're betting on starting pitching. I don't want the starting pitching to be impacted by any kind of weather delays. So I just usually stay away. It is betting across America here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles, James Salinas in Denver, as always. Uh, We're celebrating the Danes. That's all I'll say. We're celebrating Denmark on this wonderful Saturday morning, the final one here in June of 2021. Again, James, more sports than usual at this time of the year because of uh, the COVID pushbacks of 
the NBA and the NHL. We have a cup final. We'll discuss that further as we go along here. Uh, Montreal and Tampa, just as all we all expected, two Atlantic Division teams meeting in the cup final in 2021. Uh, But there is basketball tonight. Game four in L.A. Clippers and Suns. Clippers got game three to at least get back into the series. Suns leading two games to one. Phoenix, a one-point consensus favored right now. The total is 218 and a half. We discussed it in the first hour of this program. James, you like under here at 218 and a half, despite it being the lowest total we've seen in this series. I think with Chris Ball coming back now, that's only going to slow the pace even further for the Phoenix Suns. And everything's going to run through Chris Ball as the leader and lead facilitator of that offense for the Suns. And and he's one that does come off the ball screens and kind of probe around and really works deep into the shot into the shot clock. And I think now we're we're talking game four of the Western Conference Finals. Lots on the line here for both sides. Pivotal game. Every game is pivotal, but here with for the Suns, yeah, you can take a commanding lead, already still have home court advantage, winning the first two games in Phoenix. Did not perform well last game, obviously, but, you know, Chris Paul just getting back out of COVID protocol, hadn't seen the court for quite a while, a little rust there, and I think for Devin Booker, now I don't know if Devin Booker's going to, yeah, can he shoot any worse than he did in game three? Probably not, but can he shoot better? Just thinking about where he's at physically with the mask that he has to wear, with, you know, his broken base, his broken nose, and the shots that he had to take to, to reset it He's just not in a good place physically, as well as I think the the Clippers and Patrick Beverly in particular making a pointed effort to be very physical with Devin Booker. I don't know if he's the most physical player out there when it comes to the offensive side. Not one to really love to play through contact, and, and that's exactly how the Clippers are playing them. They are making him have to work for everything. So I think here with this with Booker being in the state that he is not going to, I don't think he's going to shoot a whole, I don't think he's going to have a great game today. He's just think about where he's at physically Chris Paul facilitating the offense he talked about the possessions and the, the how those things start to slow down you get deeper into the playoffs and then with Chris Paul out there it's really going to be more of a slower pace I think for both sides here and I think ultimately that's where we're talking about this total sitting at 218 and a half I can't play the over here yeah could they shoot better both teams have the ability to shoot the basketball deep from the outside consistently but here I just think they're going to value possessions Jeff and you, you can't be sloppy with the basketball you it's going to be possession by possession basketball here for this game four. And I can only bet the under in this matchup. Again, low possession games, 91 and a half possession so far through these three games per uh, team. So it's just hard to get to that number to 18 and a half. That's that, that I would, that would be the only way I would play this game in a traditional sense. But uh, it's a good thing. We don't have the, uh, we have prop markets, James. We can we have prop markets. We don't have to only bet this by the traditional sense. And we discussed it a little bit earlier, but I want to go back to it. And I want to start on the let's start on the Clippers side of things and then work our way to the Phoenix side of things. As you see on your screen at VSIN.com, BetMGM, of course, providing the odds, as they always do here for betting across America. Paul George, the game's high point total at 29 and a half, eight and a half boards, five and a half assists, and two and a half threes for Paul George. And I want to start there with PG 13. James, a lot of places, including BetMGM, have heavy juice on the over two and a half, uh, between minus 150 and minus 165 in most spots on that two and a half three pointers, James. And I, even with that juice, I am willing to lay the over for Paul George three pointers made in this game, even though, again, I'm not a huge fan of laying a dollar fifty, a dollar sixty on a prop. 
But for this, I just – Paul George is going to probably take between 8 and 12 three-pointers in this game, James. And and I'm in, I'm in the camp of imagining Paul George will be closer to 50% from three than he would be to 25% from three in this game. So if he's getting at eight to 12 three-point attempts, you should be able to go over three relatively easily if he's shooting – even if he shoots in the 30% range, you're getting there on nine attempts, three and nine, 33%. That gets you home on the two and a half, James. I completely agree with you, Jeff. And yeah, I don't like loving, lo- I don't love laying that type of juice either, especially on a prop bet. But in this case, I, I'm, I, I get there with you thinking about where Paul George is, you know, of the 16 playoff games so far that the Clippers have played, Paul George has shot double digits as far as three point attempts are concerned, just four times in those 16 games. However, two of those have come in the last three games in this Phoenix series. And I think part of it is it's the matchups and dictated by what the Suns are doing defensively. But I also think the other part too, is just thinking about the grind of the playoffs so far for these Clippers competitive tight exhausting series against the Mavericks in round one six game series against the Jazz highly contested high intensity games each and every game and then with Kawhi Leonard going down in the latter part of that series Paul George having to take more of the not only the offensive side of the load but also defensively having to exert more energy on that side of the floor and I think what you start to see when you get fatigued you start your it impacts your shot selection you start to shoot a little bit further and further away from the basket because you got to work to get to the rim or you got to work to get those mid-range shots and I think for George it's either all the way to the rim or it's that three-point shot so I think we're going to continue to see more attempts from Paul George based on the matchup based on potential of fatigue that could be setting in just for the grind of the full extent of the playoffs for the Clippers and then I think for George he loves to shoot those shots from outside especially contested shots he's not just waiting for somebody to to get him an open look he's going to he 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 is we've seen him four shots before and and I think here yeah he's not shooting the ball particularly well but I think he'll get plenty of opportunities maybe even double digit shots from beyond the arc so if you get there all you got to do is hit three of those and just hit 30 percent I think Paul George is fully capable of that so I'm right there with you and I would lay the juice too the other one I like on the Clippers side uh, Tim Murray's favorite Mr. Zubak double double last game four to one I was kind of surprised to see that price that heavy that that much at a four to one and that again Zubak cashes double double prop in the second quarter of game number three more so than the 11.5 points. I'm not really a huge fan of that. I don't think he's going to have the offensive impact that he had in game three yet again. But 9.5 boards, James, even though with, uh, even though it's a, it, we expect a lower possession game yet again here, 9.5 boards feels pretty short, especially when you're starting to see Zubak really get minutes and you expect him to play 25, 25 to 30 minutes in this game tonight. I like that over 9.5. Jeff, you think about, you just talked about that double-double plus $4. Well, th- sometimes it's a little slow in the prop market to uh, books to adjust to the to the new series, and that's what it is. And we, we're thinking about the minutes or the lack of minutes Zubak got against the Jazz, and even some of those games against the Mavs, where the Mavs are kind of similar, play a lot of five-out offense as well, very similar to the Jazz, like to spread the floor with shooters, not a good matchup for Zubak to have to get out there and not worried about having to defend Gobert in 
in the paint as far as his scoring ability is concerned because there is none for Gobert. He's strictly a defensive player. Here with DeAndre Ayton, yes, has the ability to score, has a good touch on the paint, plays to his strengths, and takes good high-percentage shots. So kind of trying to put more minutes out there for Zubak to try to neutralize DeAndre Ayton. We've seen the numbers tick up. After the big game that Ayton had in the first game, we've seen the numbers from 18 minutes for Zubak go to 34 in Game 2, 33 in Game 3. I think that's the adjustment because this is a completely different series, obviously, than what they played with the Jazz, where his minutes were very limited. I think we'll continue to see more minutes out of Zubak, not only on the defensive side to try to try to try to neutralize Ayton and his scoring ability, but yeah, they're going to be living in the post, and I think they can play through the post sometimes through Zubak too, or at least clean up some. He got a number of free throws in that game as well. I think we'll see plenty of minutes out of Zubak. So as far as his rebounding of sitting at nine and a half, another one you sold me, Jeff. I'm right there with you. Well, let's see if we can go two for two on those Clipper sides there, James. Uh, let's go to the Sun side. Let's start with Chris Paul. Point total, 17 and a half. There is a little juice to the over, but not crazy juice. Uh, minus 125, really the ceiling that we're seeing there on the 17 and a half over, James. Uh, I, I I would only bet the over here for CP3, who's only going to get more acclimated into the offense after coming back in game three. And look, the Devin Booker mask situation is a concern for Booker being able to score. So I kind of would would kind of couple these together of a Booker under and a CP3 over under point totals. 27.5 on Booker and 17.5 on CP3. Man, we're hanging right together here, Jeff, because I'm right there with you. I think for Chris Paul... Took up a game, and rightfully so. He was out, wasn't able to even participate in team activities when it came to to practice because of the COVID protocol that he had to step away from the facility. So, and then stepping into Game Three of the Western Conference Finals, it takes it's going to take him some time. Not so much the rust piece, just catch up to the speed of the game. He got plenty of shots that he wanted. The, the he, you know, where he loves to live in that free throw line area, extended and shoot those little pull up shots and facilitate the offense there and kind of probe and see how the defense plays him. He had plenty of opportunities. He had good looks at the basket. They just didn't go in. I think he'll be able to continue to get those good looks at the basket here and knock those shots down just like he did in that Denver series where he was absolutely sensational in against the Denver Nuggets in round two. Here you talked about Devin Booker as well. Yeah, I think that's the other piece for Chris Paul. He knows Devin Booker is, he's not all of a sudden, that nose isn't all of a sudden healed 48 hours later. He's wearing the mask. He's also wearing Patrick Beverly on him wherever he goes, who is a terrific defender one-on-one that way, whether it's on the ball or off the ball for that matter, very physical as well. So I do, I think Booker, it's, it's correlated. I think Booker's going to have another poor shooting game because of not only Beverly, his mass situation, the broken nose, but I think Chris Paul is going to take more of the onus to score the basketball tonight for the Phoenix Suns. So as far as his prop total to go over that 17 and a half, another one that's juiced, like you said, to a quarter, I'll lay that as well. I think Chris Paul gets his shots, finds his rhythm, put some shots through the net and is able to lead this. He may be, I think he's going to be the leading scorer for the Suns tonight. Ooh, so actually, so, so, so then James, I'll ask you this and I'll need to look at the odds and see if they are, they are good enough here for you, but would you take a dabble on Chris Paul to be the game's leading scorer if the number is right? 
if the number's right, I think the other side, it's, I think he'll be the game's leading scorer for the Suns. Now, mm-hmm. if it's overall for both sides, now you're competing with, against Paul George, and I think George is going to dominate the shots tonight. And Now, whether he makes those or not, that's the other piece. He's not shooting the ball very well. Like I said, we talked about the fatigue of the previous series carrying over into this as far as Paul George shooting the basketball. Uh, but that, that would be something to dig into because I think Chris Paul knows. Chris Paul has been in this league. He's been around for a long time. He's never been to a finals. He knows this is a pivotal game for them. If He's going to have to be the leader on this team. It's exactly who he is. And he has the capacity to be able to score the basketball. And I think with Patrick Beverly being off and sticking to Devin Booker and really trying to neutralize Devin Booker's scoring ability, I think Chris Paul knows this is his game tonight to have to score the basketball. And we've seen it in the playoffs. We saw it definitely in that Denver series. Now, granted, it was a different matchup with a, a banged-up backcourt for the Denver Nuggets. But Chris Paul was dominant in that series, not just facilitating the offense and finding his teammates for good looks, also scoring the basketball, shot the ball incredibly well in that series. I think he's got his legs back under him tonight. So depending on what that price is, like you mentioned, Jeff, that might be something I can dig into as well. Could I interest you in CP3 30-plus points at plus 650? Could I interest oh. you in that, James Salinas? Plus six fifty. You know what? I, I'm. You know how much I love taking those plus numbers. Now six fifty is that? Now would that? And I'll and I'll prorate that out. Right? It wouldn't be my normal size bet that I would do. I'm not gonna. It's not gonna be a big one. But thinking of six fifty, you can you can scale that back and prorate it out and take a shot there. Yeah, thirty plus points. Again, I just feel like Chris Paul. He knows this is what they brought him here for to be not only be the leader of the team, but when you need to step up and your second leading score, well, in the sense the leading score for the for the Suns would. Devin Booker being in the condition that he's in right now and the way that the Clippers are defending him. I think Chris Paul, especially I like the ability of how he's able to probe and create shots where he loves his comfort zone, that free throw line, that foul line area. I, I could take a shot with that plus 650 to score 30 points or more. I could dig, I can dig that. By the way, James, when I was looking through the multiple books, the best number I saw for Chris Paul to be the game's leading scorer was 16 to 1. So you, you can find... If you're all in on CP3 tonight, James, you can find a whole bunch of bloated prices on some props here for him. Well, I think you've just given me a homework assignment. We've got a few hours before this game starts, so I've got some time to start digging around. And that's the beauty. And you know what, Jeff? That's the beauty of the prop market, not only with, with especially out here in Colorado. We have yeah. so many operators. Now we've got 22 operators. Now I don't have 22 accounts going, but there are 22 operators now from a mobile perspective here in Colorado. So depending on what state you're in, and obviously more and more states coming on board legalizing sports betting, check your operators. Dig out there because there are a lot of – if you want to play around in the prop market, you don't have to get crazy, but you're talking about 16 to 1 of thinking about who else is out there on the court. A banged up Devin Booker, Paul George. Yeah, he's going to be shooting the ball from the outside. He's going to have a volume of shots, but I just feel like that fatigue is going to start to set in for Paul George at some point. Maybe it already has, averaging 41 minutes per game throughout these 16 games in the playoffs for the Clippers has Paul George. And a fresh, in a sense, Chris Paul coming back. His shoulder looks healthy, 16 to 1. I'm going to be digging around for that and looking at the other operators that we have out here in Colorado to see what else might be a fun blip. See, there you go. James Salinas is now going now gonna to shop around. And as always, as we remind you, shop around, see if you can get the best price on whatever you're going with. James, are there any other props that we have not mentioned here that, that you're taking a dabble on? I, I have nothing else tonight in this game. The Aiden point total will probably be one that I end up playing at the last second, assuming the number stays at 16 and a half. 
Yeah, and you were thinking about that too. And maybe it's Beverly. Maybe it's Beverly. As much energy as expends on the defensive side, having to lock up Booker basically as soon as he crosses half court. Not as much energy on the offensive side. It's not his game anyway to score. I know it's only seven and a half points here, but it's going to run through George Jackson and I think Zubak tonight. Uh, I would maybe take a shot at Beverly to go under his point total at seven and a half. His focus will be on Booker on the defensive end. The NBA draft lottery was earlier this week, so the draft order is set. We're going to discuss who will go number two next here on Betting Across America. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot. But the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. With the current meet ending today at Churchill Downs, the Ron Flatter Racing Pod offers a preview from Louisville. Hall of Famer Steve Asmussen will discuss his plans for the summer, plus his pursuit of the North American record for most wins by a trainer. Churchill Downs TV analyst Scott Shapiro looks 
at the Stephen Foster Stakes and the other races on the card. DraftKings Sportsbook's Johnny Abello will handicap races from across the country. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod available for download every Friday at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, it is presented by First Bet. It is Betting Across America here on vcin, presented by BetMGM. I'm Jeff Parles, James Salinas. As always, in Denver, happy to be with you on the final Sunday, or excuse me, the final Saturday, I should say, of June. Not Sunday yet. Can't get ahead of myself, James. Uh, But uh, let's go to the NBA draft. We're getting close. Normally, it would be about this time, a month away this year. The draft lottery was earlier this week. Congratulations, Detroit. You're going to get Cade Cunningham. Your tanking worked. You'll get Cade at number one. He's... Uh, over a $10 favorite to go number one at DraftKings. So let's look at number two. The draft probably will start at number two with the Houston Rockets, who tanked successfully to get this pick. James, the odds from DraftKings, Jalen Green, who forego, forewent college and played in the G League last year, the select team up in, uh, in Walnut Creek in California, plus 125 on Green. Suggs. Jalen Suggs, of course, Gonzaga plus 125. Evan Mobley at plus 150. And then everyone else, 8-1 to one or longer to be the second pick. James, I would lean towards Jalen Green, even though he has not been in the eye of a lot of the American audience this past year because of the fact that he didn't play collegiate ball and went right to the G League last year. Green was very good in the G League last year. And obviously, I think we're going to start seeing this now. With guys in the G League going ahead of collegiate stars like Jalen Suggs, who I think is going to be an awesome pro anyway, because teams will have seen, well, this guy held up against G Leaguers who NBA teams consider obviously better prospects than guys who are playing mostly in collegiate ball, James. Although you think about it that way from all right, the G League, you got better prospects to go to the NBA, but what does that actually look like in the games? Okay. These are not – I think I think about AAU games, and it's a collection of talent out there, and it's a lot of showcasing skills, right? There's a lot of one-on-one basketball. You don't have a lot of team concept because these are rotational players. In the G League, these are players coming in and coming out. So it's not like these are teams that are playing together and have a defensive concept – so what has he actually been facing when he's been playing in the G League? And, yeah, I read reports on Jalen Green, and he's tearing up the G League. But, you know, I'm sure plenty of other players are having plenty of good open looks because I don't know how much of energy is being expended on the defensive side individually and or collectively as whatever those G League teams are putting forth out there. So thinking about the other piece here, I'll, 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 I'm going to pass on Evan Mobley for one. That's just not what the NBA is now. We see what the NBA is. It's all about the guards and – you know, I know we've talked about DeAndre Ayton so far so good. He's having a good series here, but not he's the third he's the third wheel on that team for the Phoenix Suns. This game is a guard oriented game. It's all about four and five out offense, ball screen type offense, having guys that can create their own shots, create shots for others that can handle the basketball and, and can take the clutch shot and the tough shot. And I think what we've seen, at least what we saw in college for sure, when you're talking about Jalen Suggs. 
Jalen Suggs is the competitiveness of that kid and how he was really able to rise up through these playoffs and think about that UCLA game and a sensational game that he had there. Just the mental toughness of that kid, the competitive spirit. I really like what we see out of Jalen Suggs, and that's where this game is. So whether it's Green or Suggs, I think I would probably lean towards Suggs just because of me. I have the eye test. I've seen him play. I haven't seen anything to do with Jalen Green, and I just don't know to what extent we're talking about the G League of how actually competitive those games are, especially on the defensive side. James, it's it's two picks for me. It's the two Jalens. Those would be the only two ones I would bet. I I agree with you. Uh, Christian Wood's already kind of a key cog in Houston and a guy that they're going to want to keep around. Mobley's pretty similar to him, so I don't know how those two would mesh together. It doesn't make strategic sense to take Mobley at two, even though I like Mobley uh, as a player, even though you are right. It is more obviously a guard-oriented three-point shooting league, even though Mobley can extend his range out a little bit. The only two bets I would make here are the two Jalens. Eileen Green over Suggs. But if Houston were to take Suggs, I'd still like that pick. The kid is nails. He is an awesome, awesome basketball player. When we get back, take your pick, James Salinas. We're going to quarterback markets for the NFL season. Again, a little over two months away from week one. That's next on Betting Across America here on VSIN. Season is in full swing, so it's a perfect time to work on cash and tickets every day. Our VEASAN experts give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com slash MLB and our daily members-only best bet email. So get your free trial today and take advantage of all of our betting opportunities this baseball season at VEASAN.com slash subscribe and, of course, VEASAN.com slash MLB for all the daily outputs on baseball. It is betting across America. I'm Jeff Parles, James Salinas in Denver. I'm in Las Vegas at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James, it is a little over two months from week one of the NFL season where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get to play the Dallas Cowboys on the opening Thursday. And and as I said, the one good thing about it almost being halfway home in a calendar year means we're ever closer to football season. So nothing wrong with that, James. We're ready for it. I'm always ready for it. I was ready for it as soon as that Super Bowl <laughs> ended. So the fact that we're here and it's almost July, training camp's going to be coming around soon. We're actually going to have some preseason games this year, albeit only three, but we didn't have any last year. So this thinking about last year, we're, think about where we were last year at this time. Jeff, we didn't know if we were going to have an NFL season. We didn't know if we were going to have any seasons when we were sitting at this point here come mid-June or latter part of June last year. So the fact that we were able to get through that last year and now have a normal regular season, hopefully, fingers crossed, that we can get there in 2021. Uh, I'm all right. Hands are sweaty. I'm clammy. I'm ready to get after it. Absolutely. Absolutely, James. It's a uh, difference a year makes. 
That's for sure. In a positive light, this go around as opposed yes. to last year, for sure. Let's go right in and let's start with the defending champs. We'll start with their quarterback, uh, Tom Brady guy. Not too bad. Uh, him versus Matt Ryan here in your take your pick. Quarterback passing totals today. We're going with passing yards for Brady and Matty Ice. 4,500 4, and a half. So 4,500 and a half is the total here. Odds from DraftKings on this, James. Both guys went over this total last year in a 16-game season. Of course, it's a 17-game season this year. But which one would you rather have this year, Brady or Ryan? 4,500 and a half over those total. Which one would you rather have, James? I'll go with Brady, and and I and not that that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers need Brady to have to go out and throw the football all over the yard for them to win. I love the offensive line. I love the way they are going to their ability this year to be able to run the football. I think they're going to do that more consistently this year than what they did last year. Last year for that offense, it was really a work in progress as the season progressed because uh, they didn't have that off season like we were talking about. Nobody did. I know they were doing some things uh, off the clock when it came to some workouts with Tom Brady and his receivers, but collectively as a whole, they didn't have that offseason last year to work through with the new quarterback, new, uh, not only Brady coming over there, but also working through a new system. And so it was on the job training in a sense. Now the full offseason, the entire team is back from last year's Super Bowl uh, championship roster. They're only going to get bigger and better. And I think offensively, the other part too is defensively here. Uh, they're tremendous defensively. And so it's not going to be about Tom Brady having to put points up on the board, but at least I think we know what we're going to see uh, such creativity and so many options, uh, great balance, I think, out of the offense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But you think about the other side now at, with Atlanta. This is a team in transition. So transitioning not only through the coaching staff, the front office, Arthur Smith coming over. Now what he wants to do, what he did in Tennessee, and it doesn't have Derrick Henry sitting there in Atlanta. So I don't know how his, how his format of running the football the way that they did in Tennessee is going to fit with the style of roster that they have on the offense for Atlanta here, but just, I don't like the offensive line for the Atlanta Falcons either. The only thing I think would be afraid if I'm picking one over the other, I like Brady, but probably the thing with Atlanta though, Jeff is they're going to be behind in a lot of games too, and need to need Matt Ryan to try to keep them competitive in games. I think we're going to see a lot of shootouts here, a lot of throwing and a lot of passing coming out of, even though it's not Arthur Smith style to do that. I think they may need to do that just because the defense is going to be so bad and they're going to gonna have to try to play catch up on the offensive side throwing the football will the Falcons James I'd rather have Ryan I'd rather have Ryan uh, and a big part of it is because of what you just said the Falcons are going to be trailing a lot of these games and their defense is horrible their defense is going to be really bad and if any and if a recent history is anything uh uh to to uh the factor in here James <laughs> the Falcons are very good at blowing games so you may see a scenario where Matty Ice gets a bunch of extra yardage that he doesn't deserve trying to come back late in games. And one other factor I will say, Tampa to me is significantly better than everyone else in that division. They could clinch the division pretty early. And if they're either clinching a number one seed early or not in the running for the number one seed, James, you may see Tom Brady take it easy the last few weeks of the regular season. That could hurt you in the way of make getting over a total. I think these are both overs, by the way, at 4,500 and a half. Uh, but I would much rather have the Ryan one of these two. Let's go to, uh, let's go to this one. Kirk Cousins, Kyler Murray, 4,100 4, and a half, so 4,100 and a half on both of these guys. 
James, this is an easy one for me. I would much rather have Kirk Cousins if I'm taking my pick between these two because Minnesota's offense, even with Dalvin Cook, you have two great wide receivers and a big play guy in Justin Jefferson on the outside. And when Jefferson was involved last year, that helped Cousins immensely. And there's plenty of potential for big plays with that. Murray, I'm just concerned that he's going to run too much. In order to get to that number, uh, even again, he played really 15 games, even though he played in that last game of the regular season last year. He's, he barely played and got injured early in that uh, week 17 clash against the Rams. So I'd much rather have the Cousins number over 4,100 over the Kyler Murray one on this, James. I agree with you and think about the division that they play in and the teams, the caliber of the defense that they're going to have to face when you're talking about the NFC West for the Arizona Cardinals. Not, and not that Seattle's defense is great, and I think the secondaries has struggled, but I like their safety tandem there. But more so, two games against the Rams for starters in that tremendous secondary and pass rush with Aaron Donald and crew, and as well as San Francisco, I think. Well, San Francisco's going to be held well. Can they stay healthy this year? That was the, the, the huge issue for them last year both sides of the football but and then also just not really sure again with the identity of the Arizona Cardinals offensively and these yeah trying to bring these these wild spread formations to the NFL and how does that work with a smallish quarterback like Kyler Murray where now you've got another year of scouts and film on Kyler Murray to be able to take away lines of sight get into passing lanes and really create havoc for him I agree I think he tends to tuck the football and run a lot so I would like cousins in that spot as well we agree on the second one uh, it's not really a disagreement on Brady versus Ryan it just again we both think they're probably both over guys just a little more of a like for Ryan on my end than you and again Kirk Cousins you know he's going to accumulate yards you know he's a compiler we know he's a compiler at this point in his career when we get back there are more baseball games to look at and our official plays on the NBA game tonight. That's next here on Betting Across America. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zikazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Turn a $1 wager on the Clippers or the Suns tonight into 100 with Ben MGM. Very simple here, guys. If either team hits a three, you win. I think you're good on that. Just use the bonus code VSIN100. That's VSIN100 when you sign up for the King of Sportsbooks and get ready for showtime. Download the app. Or go to betmgm.com for more details and make sure you use the promo code. This is the most important part of this. The promo code is VSIN100. VSIN100 is what you have to enter in order to get this offer for new customers. Paid in free bets. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 or older to place a wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia. Only excludes Michigan. Disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gamble problem. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text REDLINE at 1-800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And the proportional offer not available in Nevada. It is betting across America. I'm Jeff Parles, James Salinas, live in Colorado. I'm live in Nevada here in Las Vegas. James, the uh, win streak for the Astros might be in jeopardy in that first leg of the doubleheader. Casey Mize pitching well for the Tigers. It's 3-1 to one in the top of the sixth inning. You could have gotten Casey Mize and the Tigers a plus 185 here in the seventh inning first leg of a doubleheader. Coulda, woulda, shoulda, but you got you got Denmark. Oh yeah, with to start it the all morning. comes back to the Danes, right, James? <laughs> That's, That's right. That's right. Hey, <laughs> coulda, We just move on, so we're moving forward, and plenty of missed bet opportunities. But oh. I think, yeah, we're talking about Detroit. I don't want anything to do no, with I, Detroit. Yeah, no, of course, of course, of course. No, you and I, you and I are in agreement here. I mean, again, yeah. uh, the, look, the this, the hindsight twenty twenty better is always uh, always the smartest. I would say there, James. So yeah. uh, thirty one. Tigers leading. Uh, the total is trending under. Uh, was high, was pretty high for a seven-inning game at seven for the Tigers and the Astros. First of two today at Comerica Park in Motown. 
James, let's go to uh, let's go to the baseball slate here. There are two games that you're looking at bets. You have a prop in Queens today. Mets and Phillies starting at 4:10 Eastern time. Uh, Jacob Degrom, that guy's pretty good on the mound for the Mets. A big favorite again against Philadelphia. Uh, but you're looking at a prop that's actually technically against the uh, perennial favorite for Cy Young in the NL. In a sense, it's against him. Not that he can't get out there and compete. And he's the best, in my mind, he's the best player. Forget about the pitcher. Yeah, NL Cy Young, front runner for sure. But potentially MVP in the National League. And maybe in my mind the best player in Major League Baseball. But here, just thinking about his, where he's at physically right now. He missed a couple starts back in May. At, so bringing him back along slowly. Once he got back off the injured list there, really hasn't been extended. Only pitching five. He did have a seven-inning stint against the Padres a couple weeks back. But aside from that, his pitch count has been very limited. He came out He you know he came out of that Cubs game a couple weeks ago and just pitched three innings, talked about shoulder soreness. Now, they're talking about maybe it was because of how he was swinging the bat as opposed to throwing the baseball. I'll take that for whatever it's worth here. But his next start, which was last Monday against the Braves, went five innings, had six Ks, but only threw 70 pitches. And I think that's just it. We're still in June. We're roughly towards the midway point of Major League Baseball schedule. Why, why? I don't see them wanting to push him out there and, and have him have to go and throw 100 pitches, anything like that. He really hasn't done that to any extent. He hasn't thrown 100 pitches at this point since back on April 23rd. So I think they're going to bring him along slowly. He is the gem of that team and really the best pitcher in all of baseball. I just don't think he's going to get the amount of innings to be able to surpass what his strikeout total is, which is sitting at 9.5, and, and it's juiced to the under plus 105. That's where I went there, not because he He's not fully capable of it. I love DeGrom, but as far as the amount of innings and batters he's going to face, I think it'll be limited again, maybe five innings here, 15 outs to get. You're going to tell me that's 10 of them are going to be the strikeout here. I'll bet against it because I just don't think they're going to they're, they're gonna be on and what a pitch count or an innings count for DeGrom today, plus 105 under nine and a half strikeouts. Mets and Phillies getting going at 410 Eastern time, so a little over an hour. If you want to bet that one, uh, Mets, again, huge favorite, minus 260 with DeGrom on the mound. And a low total, shocker there with DeGrom on the mound, six and a half. These two teams played a doubleheader yesterday, James, where both games were 2-1 in extra innings, where the Phillies bullpen blew a lead in the bottom of the seventh both times. So basically a mirror Im- image, except the Phillies winning game two instead of the Mets winning game number one. The other game you like, James? The other New York team on the road tonight against the Boston Red Sox. Red Sox won Pedroia night last night as a home dog, actually, in that game behind Martin Perez. Tonight, the Red Sox, uh, well, actually, currently uh, looking like uh, this game has been pulled at the moment. But uh, James, still minus 120. There you go. Now it showed up. Minus 125 right now on the Red Sox. Evaldi Montgomery, the pitching matchup, total 10. Yeah, I took the I took the Bo Sox at home laying a dollar twenty here. I think they make it now five straight. They win tonight over the New York Yankees, and it's it's the pitching matchup. As much as we love Degrom, or I love Degrom too, on the other side, not so much for Jordan Montgomery on the mound for the Yankees in particular when he's on the road. It's actually pitched relatively well in Yankee Stadium, but on the road is where he's really struggled. His ERA is sitting at five seventy one in seven starts on the road, as well as think about 
about the the Yankees bullpen. That's it was the strength of their team rolling into as far as the pitching was concerned going into the season. But right now it's a little banged up. Darren O'Day is still out. Zach Britton left the game last night with a hamstring injury. Don't suspect he's going to be available in this game. So kind of short pitching matchup here when you're talking about the bullpen, which was the strength of the Yankees. A little beat up and banged up here. And just don't lie. I'm not an Evaldi fan. It's not something I, I love the Evaldi side here. But the one thing about Nate Evaldi, he's been keeping the baseball in the yard. Three, 15 starts this season, only three home runs. 10 starts in Fenway, only one home run given up by Evaldi so far this year when he's pitched at home. And this is a Yankees team that has to score. The only way they really feel like they ever score is via the long ball. The fact that we can keep Evaldi keeps the ball in the yard. The Yankees are not a team I trust. They don't hit well with runners in scoring position. Their approach at the plate, they don't use all of the field. So it's home run or bust for the New York Yankees going against Evaldi there who keeps the ball inside the green monster here, just laying a dollar twenty. I took the Red Sox. Pretty impressive to only have given up one home run at Fenway, and we're at the end of June right now. Again, obviously, a ballpark where pitchers uh, sometimes don't like throwing there, James, for obvious reasons. Uh, the big the big green monster in the left, short porch there, and then pesky pole, short porch in right. But James on the Sox, that would be the only way I would play that game tonight between Boston and and the Yankees. Uh, one, one that I uh, that I'm going to add here, uh, right at the end of here, that I was looking at all day, and I I'm, I'm going to play it. The Atlanta Braves are on the road tonight at Cincinnati, and uh, I, I played it before it moved down. So uh, I, I think a lot of the uh, public is siding with me here. Luis Castillo has been just a mess for the most part this year, and Ian Anderson's coming off a really nice start against the Mets. Uh, I, I got it at plus one ten. Uh, plus 107 right now, your consensus number on Atlanta. Uh, so I like the road team here, James. And again, you see on the bottom, a total of nine and a heavy shade to the over at minus 125 uh, there in Great American Ballpark, which as we know, James, one of the better launching pan- pads there is in uh, in Major League Baseball. Most definitely, and Castillo not off to a good start this season. Now, thinking about he, whether it's on the road or at home, has pitched better as of late. But yeah, that's usually one that's especially the, for the first month or so of the season. He was an auto fade when it came to betting against the Reds. And there's another team you're talking about the Cincinnati Reds. I, another team I just don't like their approach at the plate. It's another one. It's all or nothing outside of Winkler up at the plate using all of the field. But the, aside from the top of the order, there guys just swinging. Suarez never met a pitch he didn't like to swing at in the dirt and just don't like their approach when they get up to the plate and how limited they use the field or the lack of field that they use uh, as far as their hitting prowess is concerned. So Reds are usually a stay away team for me and Castillo has been a bet against pitcher for me as well. James, let's go back to the NBA. Of course, the one game tonight, Clippers and Suns, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific. Clippers trying to even that series at two. We've actually seen Clipper action in this game, it's now mostly a pick at most spots. Uh, two eighteen and a half, still your predominant total, though, James. Uh, we, you, your final plays on this one tonight as we uh, are heading to the end of the program here. 
I'm going to stay away from the side. Uh, we kind of talked about it. Would it get to pick? Now it is. I see it out here at, at even as well in a number of shops. But thinking about getting involved with the with the prop market that we've talked about, and I like it. I think Chris Paul, he got the shots that he wanted. Now the rust is gone, has a game under his belt, being out for COVID protocol for a week and a half. I think he's going to continue to get the shots that he wants and be able to knock that mid-range jumper down where he loves to live along that free throw line extended. His point total is sitting at 17 and a half. I like that to go over, and the flip side of that is correlated uh, via Devin Booker, and I think Booker did not shoot the ball well. Neither of them shot the ball well in game three, but Booker, he's dealing more with, it's not rust for Booker, it's broken, his face is broken, he's got a mask on his face, and he also has to wear Patrick Beverly everywhere he goes out there. His point total sitting at 27 and a half. I think it's Paul's game tonight. He is going to lead this team in scoring, not Booker, based on his current situation physically, under under 27 and a half points for Booker to score over 17 and a half points for Chris Paul. Yeah, the, uh, the the one bet, again, Paul George over two and a half threes. It is juiced pretty nicely, but that's the one I like the most tonight of all the props. I'm staying away from side here. I'm probably not going to bet the total. We'll see if we get a quick start. Slow possession game, see if we can get a higher number on that total and then bet it under. James, great stuff as always. Always good to be on with you, my friend. Have a great Saturday. Good luck with your bets tonight. Uh, Same to you as well. He's James Salinas. Live in Denver, as always, I'm Jeff Parles here from Las Vegas. This has been Betting Across America here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Green Zone is next. Enjoy your Saturday. heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you.